A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, welcome to the final part of the Twice Upon a Time rewatch. It's gone forever. It's taken an entire week. <laughs> Um, we'll get around to your thoughts and theories on this and the 10th planet in the next one. But today... Okay, chickens, uh, Clara has just turned up, um, to say goodbye to... to the Twelfth Doctor. Uh, so we've been getting all the greatest hits of the Peter Capaldi Doctor in this episode. We've seen the guitar, the electric guitar. We've seen the sonic sunglasses, which he popped onto the First Doctor, who said, "What's a browser history?" Very funny. Um, we've had uh, <laughs> what else did we have? Oh, we've had Clara. Obviously, we've had Bill turn up. Um, lots of fun things. Uh, and now, oh, and Rusty, the Dalek that he was shrunken to go inside of where that Dalek came back. Um, it's been, it's been quite some fun flashbacks. I would have liked to have seen, um, maybe Madame Vastra, although I guess she was more of a Matt Smith doctor thing. She was only in that first Peter Capaldi one. Anyway, uh, so we, uh, we've, we've had Clara. She's just been... And now, oh, Nardol. <laughs> Nardol's back. Oh, bless. I loved Nardol. He was so much fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nardol's like, oh, I quite like being all glass because, you know, it's not just my nipples this time. Oh, my God. What? what Nardol is a strange creature. Um, and he's like, he's a little bit upset because they got his hair wrong. And Bill's like, you, didn't, you don't have hair. And he goes, I had invisible hair. <laughs> Um, then Nardor gets all serious and has a little moment and tells the Doctor not to die. And he says, you know, if you die, the universe will go cold. And the Doctor's just like, well, uh, can't I have peace? Can't I just rest? And Bill's like, of course you can. It's your choice. And the Doctor's like, you're not even here. You're just memories. 
Uh, and then he gets a little bit upset and he's like, you know what? I have so many memories. Like, you know, my testimony would shatter you. Uh, so many memories. You know, my life is an empty battlefield because everyone else has fallen. And then he says, thank you for everything you were to me. Oh my God, Peter Capaldi makes me cry. He's so good. Even in a moment with people who aren't really there. Um, And then he says, you know, where I'm going now, I have to be alone. Uh, So they hug and Nardole gets to say, cuddle. (laughs) One more time. And then they just fade away, like while they're in his arms. It's 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 quite a tragic moment, really. Uh, and then the doctor says it's time to leave the battlefield. Like I love that of all. Like I know I've said this before in this podcast, but of all the doctors, like, like I feel like Peter Capaldi is the only one with the gravitas to be able to talk to himself and just get away with it. Like it's. It's so, oh, he's so good. Um, so, yeah, it's time to leave the battlefield. It goes into the TARDIS and he pulls the handle and then he starts stumbling. Blah, he's falling over and, you know, oh, he's just really exhausted. He says, you know, the more I save the universe, the more it needs saving. And then the TARDIS whines and he goes, I know, I know they'll get it wrong without me. It's like, <laughs> I love that he's, he's chatting with the TARDIS. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, God. And he goes, I suppose one more lifetime won't hurt anyone except me. Oh, no. This is tearing me apart. And then so then he starts addressing the next doctor. And so he's like, all right, doctor, I'm telling you, never be cruel. Never be cowardly. Never eat pears. He was obsessed with pears. He said, never eat pears because they're too messy. <laughs> and they are very messy, but they're lovely in a salad with some walnuts and blue cheese. Anyway, um, <laughs> he says never eat pears. I'm, 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 I can't, I can't go with you on that one. Uh, he says hate is foolish, love is always wise, and then try to be nice, never fail to be kind. Oh, I love that kindness is his through line. Um, and then he says you mustn't tell anyone your name. No one would understand it anyway, except children. Uh, And then he falls down. Um, And he says, if their hearts are in the right place and the stars are in the right place, then children can hear your name, but nobody else ever. So he climbs back up and leans on the console and he says, Doctor, I let you go. Oh, my God. (gasps) Oh, I'm having an emotion. Uh, Then there's an explosive regeneration, uh, as is normal nowadays in Doctor Who. He throws his arms out and energy sparks from his hands and his head and it goes all over the place and it's like just things blowing up and sparks everywhere. You know, you can't, like I said, you can't have an episode without the TARDIS console sparking or something sparking. Something's got to, like, sparks got to fly out of something in Doctor Who and it's the TARDIS. Um, so the TARDIS is blowing up everywhere uh, and then we see his face just kind of, like, morph from the grizzled Peter Capaldi face into a very soft face with, you know, uh, some pretty uh, mascara. Um and then we see just a close-up of a hand uh, and the ring falls off his finger. Um, and then we just see an eye. It's just an eye. And then hands on the little console thing, moving the, the scanner around. And we can vaguely see a reflection. Vaguely. And then there's an outline. And then finally... The Thirteenth Doctor. <gasps> it's Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, 
Yay! And she goes, oh, brilliant. Um, and she presses one button and then the TARDIS blows up. Uh, <laughs> like it flips over a little bit and books start flying out of the bookshelves and the doctor starts sliding across the floor towards the door and she's trying to grab onto like those little holes in the floor, um, but it's not working. Uh, the TARDIS is trying to throw her out. Like it's like the TARDIS looks like it's trying to shake her out like she's... <laughs> Like she's, you know, like it's trying to, I've got a TARDIS money box. <laughs> and the TARDIS trying to get the 13th Doctor out of the TARDIS, the freshly regenerated Doctor. Looks like me trying to get the last $2 out of my money box, TARDIS money box. Like it's like shaking it violently. Like, come on, $2, come out. Um, So that's what the TARDIS looks like. Uh, So... She's trying to grab onto stuff. She's holding onto the console and she's like pulling it and then it comes free. Like a whole section of the console comes free. The time rotor in the middle like cracks go all up it and then that seems to be exploding. And then she's falling out of the TARDIS and the TARDIS is exploding. Like actual giant boof inside the TARDIS. Uh, You can see it through the doors. Um, so there's, there goes my $2, all gone. Uh, <laughs> so we see the, the Doctor falling towards the Earth and the TARDIS is burning. And not only burning, it dematerializes to go wherever it's gone. Uh, and I am quite exhausted and very, very emotional at this point. Like, this is a lot to take in. Um, oh, I remember not really loving this episode when I first watched it. Uh, and there's a lot that I don't love. Um... Like, I mean, the Doctor kind of hits the nail on the head uh, in that moment when he says, oh, it's not an evil plot. I don't, I don't know what to do when it's not an evil plot. Um, but I do love the subtext of the episode. I love what it's trying to tell us about memory and about, you know, the things that we hold on to and the things that we can make out of memories. Like, you know, I've always thought that, you know, when you lose someone, when someone passes away, I feel like if you could get every single person who knew that person in the same room, you could rebuild them, like just make them out of memories. But, you know, obviously other people have passed on and, you know, so there's bits of the puzzle missing. But yeah, I kind of like this idea. Like it's a great concept. It's a great idea. It's just that once you've, once you've revealed that this is what's happening, that it's an altruistic and quite lovely thing that's being done, then you kind of remove all of the dramatic thrust of the episode. But, you know, thankfully, we've got some great performances and just, you know, some really, oh, that moment with uh, Capaldi saying, you know, I have so many memories. My memories of Battlefield and everyone's fallen. Oh, God, that was a lot. Um, So, yeah, it's it's so good. And it's, you know, I... I don't know whether it was like whether this is Stephen Moffat writing his goodbye letter to the show, like saying, you know, I don't really want to leave it because I love it so much, but I've got to go um, and putting those words in uh, to Peter Capaldi's mouth. But I just, I really love so many moments in this, but the, the thing as a whole leaves me a bit cold. Anyway, what did you think? I'll find out in the next one. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.